Hello class, or other listeners. My name is Emmanuel Limas, and uh, this is my podcast where I talk about random topics, it seems like. Um, To those new listeners, thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast. To the ones that are returning, because I noticed my other podcast did grab some traction, which is terrifying. Um, But nonetheless, thank you guys for returning and even listening to my first podcast, I mean, that is just amazing that you guys took the time to listen to that. Um, there seems to be a pattern, you know, every time I'm writing a podcast, it's for an assignment. But, you know, I truly do enjoy, you know, podcasting. It's really fun. Um, that's why I opted to choose this for my final. Uh, what our topic is today, well, we'll be talking about uh, this book that we've been assigned to for the class, uh, for those who don't know the book is, what the book is, the book is by Wayne E. Wright. It's the Foundations for Teaching English Language Learners. Now, when I was coming to this podcast, I had an idea of what I was going to talk about, what chapters I really wanted to focus on, at least chapter, because I only have about nine minutes. Um, and I was looking at chapter seven, because in our reading reports, our, our papers about our readings... Um, it was separated by chapters, and seven was by far the longest report that I had turned in. Um, that is up until ten. Now, ten, my reading report was a little bit more condensed. It wasn't as large as chapter seven was, but there was so much connection. There were so much points of uh, talking points that I really wanted to talk about that I couldn't quite put onto the page or the laptop because everything is digital now. Um, so in chapter 10 and page 274, Wright talks about, uh, the importance of differentiated instruction and to really just break that down. It's basically teachers should have new lesson plans, you know, new curriculum materials every time they shouldn't stick to just one every year. I disagreed with this. Uh, maybe you guys have different thoughts, but I've had a plethora of instructors that really just were on their game they've been doing it for 10 years plus you know some of them have been there for a while and they just really found their zone that they can just really thrive in and get the most out of you um they had their curriculum they had their book that they constantly returned to they had their certain class they looked forward to every year to talk about because they knew that's when that's when things really started to get going for their students and that's when they really saw the most growth so that's why i disagreed with what wright said because these teachers there's teachers that found their zone um i'm a coach i love basketball and one uh, great coach that you know was my boss for a while he, he always said coaches were creatures of habit you know they, they stuck to the same thing every time because it worked um, I feel it's the same way with educators to some extent they find that thing that works and they stick with it um, obviously if something isn't working if a curriculum isn't working if a lesson if the lesson materials is just not really connecting to students obviously you would definitely want to find a way to change things around to really get the most out of your students that is definitely you know i agree with that um but in terms of if you found something why change it you know if it's not broken do not fix it um that but that's just my personal opinion on the matter um i wonder if anyone had the same thing same thoughts about it but yeah that that part of the chapter is the only thing i kind of like clashed with but there's one specific point in this chapter that really connected to me and that was later on this was in page 297 um, Wright talks about how ELLs aren't given that much opportunity 
or you know emphasis to learn you know arts uh and this is directly because of standardized testing you know schools they want you to focus mainly on social studies you know your math and all that uh they don't really want to focus on the arts and this really does damage um in the long run because you know you see art you know classes curriculums and all that that retain to art uh they are being cut you know and that's sad um to just kind of get personal with me i struggle with expressing myself through words um i always had difficulty with that till i found art i was able to express myself through different mediums music painting poems these are all things that i found a way to express how i feel um and i feel like i really related to this especially for ELL students because i understand the the struggle of not being able to express yourself you know you feel you feel like you can't explain your ideas out there and and ELs have the same thing because they know they don't know the english language or the language that they're trying to learn um so they could feel trapped they could feel disconnected from everyone and you know no one ever ever should be feel should ever have the feeling of being disconnected um so where i'm going with this is that art doesn't have a language art has a way of talking to you through emotions and that's what i think is just absolutely beautiful um i may not know this person's home language but their art expresses emotions that i can understand and relate to um i love listening to spanish music I do not know that much Spanish, but I could understand what's being sung. I can understand if this is a sad song, if this is talking about, you know, a relationship or hardships, you know, <clears throat> celebrations. And I feel like that's just absolutely beautiful. When it comes to someone who's learning a new language, they could find a way to express themselves and not have to worry about, oh, what's the word? What's this word? Or how can I say this in this language? No, you just you express yourself. You put your heart and soul into the medium that you are using and you express what you're trying to say or what you're thinking. And that is just utterly important and it's fundamentally important in my own life. And um yeah, I just I really agree with that. You know, I remember my education classes when I'm a freshman, when I was a freshman in college. Um they were talking about the ways to learn. That was the very first thing that they ever wanted to, you know, get to. It was like, what are your ways to learn? Are you an audio listener uh learner or are you a visual learner? Those things are important. I don't want to shoot down those things. But I do want to share the idea that possibly maybe we should find a way to find out how we express ourselves. Because with learning, we're taking in knowledge, we're taking in ideas, we're taking in theories, theses and all this, right? But we don't know how to express it. You know, some people do. Some people are great at public speaking and that's how they express themselves and other people just they find their ways. But some people have trouble defining that. Um and I think that's just very important. But you know, that's me going on a tangent on itself. But the way this book covered art and the importance of art for ELL students was awesome. And I wasn't expecting that from this book. I wasn't expecting to see that at any of the chapters, but it surprised me to see it and I was immediately glued in. Um and yeah, I can say that that last chapter for chapter 10 really was the best chapter for me.
personally. There was a lot of great information that was being uh, talked about in this book, but just that one really connected to me, really stood out. Um, But I'm going to end it here because I do not want to go over my time. I want to just say thank you to anyone who's listening to this, if they're not directly related to my class. Um, It's greatly appreciated that you guys are here. Um, I don't know when I'll be back, (laughs) but hopefully soon. Um, But yes, my name is Emmanuel Lemus. Thank you for listening. And please have a good one.